The Bible said that if a man's ways please the Lord, he causes his enemies to be at peace with him. We become victims. Devils get access and control of our life. They can easily ask why. Why that for the past years? Why is it that you have been fighting the same demons, fighting the same devil, fighting the same challenges? Why is it continue that the devil is having control over your life? Why? Why? Why are you doing everything you have to do as a pastor? And as a, 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 a church member and as a Christian. You sow your seed. You pay your tithe. You fast, you pray. You do everything. But still, Satan has a hold in your life. Why? Hallelujah. Iniquity is sitting there. The second is we become losers. Our enemies overpower us and they can destroy us easily. The enemy can step into your house, mess it up easily. The enemy can step into your family, mess it up easily. He can step into your business, mess it up easily. He can come in and destroy your life so easily because the enemy has a footstool in your life. There's iniquity sitting there. Hallelujah. And sometimes you don't understand why you build. And it destroys. You build and it destroys. You try and it collapses. You are doing everything. But everything is also collapsing. And you realize that you are losing in this life. Ask yourself. Is there any iniquity hiding in me? Is there any iniquity hiding in me? Have I any sins in me that I have never confessed? Is there any covenant that I've entered somewhere with somebody that is not yet broken? Ask yourself. Have I been living with some common sins? <clears throat> what are the things that I am doing and I know that it's wrong but I don't see anything bad with it? Ask yourself. So that church, you can continue to become a loser. You can't this is a year you must purpose in your heart that you will never lose. The devil should not prevail over your life. And put yourself in the place that if God is going to bless one person, it must be you. It must be you. So that Satan cannot point a finger and accuse you because they sitting inside of you an iniquity. Hallelujah. Let's look at how iniquity enters us. Then we pray. I'm not scaring you this morning. We are preparing. Somebody says spiritual preparation. Oh, open your mouth. Say spiritual preparation. Spiritual order. For a great life. I want us to put ourselves in a place. This year we have to be serious. And church, one of the things I'm going to do this year is I will preach these kinds of sermons a lot. Amen. I will preach them a lot because listen to me. For the past, from somewhere September up to now, I have a burden in my heart and I want to go back to evangelical sermons. I want to prepare people for heaven. I want to take people to heaven. I want everybody who is part of my congregation, the Lord has put me as a shepherd to be in heaven. We shall preach prosperity. 
We shall preach money. We shall preach breakthrough. But church, I will hammer on heaven. We must correct our ways. We must examine our ways. We must know that we are Christians. Church, we are not business partners with God. We are agents for heaven. We are holy servants. We are righteous breeds. Our first aim is to heaven. And when a man's will please the Lord, the enemy cannot destroy you. The enemy cannot overcome you. If your life is okay with God, Satan cannot come near to you. Satan cannot destroy you. Listen to me. Job did not fast and pray and bind the devil. God confidently tell Job to go and attack the guy. Because God knows that Job's ways are so pleased with him that the devil cannot do anything with him. Hallelujah. He knows the devil cannot do anything with him. Look at Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Look at Daniel. They said, if you don't bow, we will throw you to the lion's den. Say, put me in. Daniel said, put me in. He said, you don't know what you are talking about. This lions has been made to go through hunger for seven days. They will not spare your bone. He said, put me in. I'm not scared because I know that my ways are okay with the Lord. And these lions were created by God. These lions were made by God. The Bible says that he will cause the young and the, and, the, and, the, and the lions and the bears to make peace and to live well with us in peace. So throw me in. They threw him in. The lions had supper with him. The lions became his pillow. The three Hebrew boys said that they finished the fire. Said the people who prepared the fire, they even die. The heat of it, it burned them. What about you? Say, throw us in. The Bible said that they put them in, and there was another one who came and appeared like the son of my church. I came to tell you that this year, as you prepare and you order your life, when you come to the toughest time, God shall appear unto you. When they put you in the fire, the Lord will appear. When they put you in the lion's den, the Lord will appear. Whenever the enemy try to destroy you, the Lord will appear on your behalf. Joseph told the wife of Potiphar, he said, Madam, well, now power is in your hands. You can do whatever you want to do with me. You can throw me into prison. You can accuse me of rape. You can accuse me for whatever thing. Madam, but let me tell you, I cannot do this thing against my God and myself. And I like that. I have a sermon like that, personal integrity. He said, what? I can't do it against the God of Israel. I can't also do it against my life. Throw me into prison. I will go. When iniquity is out of your life and your ways please the Lord, you are not scared whatever they will threaten your life. You are not scared whatever they say. No negative news, no threaten, no plans and orchestrations of the devil against your life will move you. You will be unmoved and unshakable. So throw me in. They carried, they threw him into prison. He was there, condemned cell. He wasn't afraid. He knew that I will come out. Hallelujah. He knew that I will come out because I don't belong there. There is nothing that they can hold against me. And the Bible said that with time, he came out from the prison to become a prime minister. I prophesy that as the Lord deal with the iniquities of your life, you shall sit on the throne. You shall sit on the place of greatness. You shall sit on the place of honor. You shall sit on the place of greatness. This year, I prophesy that iniquity will never destroy your greatness. And the Lord will order your life that a place of honor is where you belong. You will sit there. Two types of iniquities that we can all attract. Number one is inherited iniquity. 
that is iniquities that have passed on to us by our parents. Exodus have said that God visited the iniquities of the fathers upon the third and fourth generation. So there is no way the third and fourth generation will inherit. They have not done anything wrong, but God has visited it unto them. They have inherited the iniquity. Hallelujah. And church, you need to break it. In the story of Esau and Jacob, when Esau came, the father said, that, you know something, I've already blessed your brother. The blessings have not been given to him. There's nothing I can do about you. The father has transferred the blessing. Then Jacob, the Esau was like, what can I do? He said, the only way you can take the blessing is when you become angry and weary and break his yoke upon your neck. Because I've passed it on. The same thing, when a father passed on iniquity into the life of a child, or if the child don't grow angry and weary and break it, the child will suffer it. The child will suffer it. Amen. The child will suffer it. Look at the story of Abraham. The Bible said that it was Abraham who messed up. Then came Isaac, first generation. Then came Esau and Jacob, second and third generation, which the iniquity to the third and fourth. So Jacob was supposed to be the third. But for whatever reason, his mother helped him to escape and the iniquity was upon Esau. That Esau's name was not mentioned, but the man did not die a sinner. He repented and he dwelt peacefully with his brother on the land. But because the brother has taken the bet right, he rather took the case of the iniquity that passed on to the third and fourth generation. Hallelujah. The Bible said that when Abraham paid tithes, and we saw that when Abraham paid tithes, we realized that if the blessings go to the third and fourth generation, then equally, the, 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 the iniquity, the third and fourth, the blessing is the same. But we realized that when it came to the blessing, it follows according to the prophetic word of God in Exodus. That Abraham paid a blessing, and the Bible speaks in Hebrews that while Abraham was paying the blessing, wasn't he paying for Levi? So Levi came to collect the tithe, and Levi was not supposed to collect the tithe. Because Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, who? Reuben, and who? Simon, and who? The, 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 the fifth was what? Judah, and then Levi. Is that not it? So, if the blessing was going to be the third and fourth, then Isaac, Jacob, Reuben. Sorry, Isaac, Jacob, and then the next one was the firstborn of Jacob. That was Reuben. He didn't get the blessing. Simon didn't get the blessing. It ended up in Judah. And then Levi was the one who collected all the tithes. Why did the third and fourth? They didn't get it. Because iniquity has passed on. From the fathers. Hallelujah. Sometimes church. Every year. You must separate yourself from the iniquities of your fathers. Your father might be a priest. But your father might have committed something. That can go against you. In time and posterity. Your father must be a holy person. But your father might have offended. Your mother must have offended somebody. And they might have passed on worse. And the worse would have traveled. And it will affect the offerings. And we have to deal with it. 
Number two is self-imposed iniquity. Iniquity we have brought upon ourselves. Give me Psalm 40 verse 12. Psalm 40 verse 12. We close here. The remaining one will do it the next one. For innumerable, oh, I want the KVRB. For innumerable evils have compassed me about. Innumerable evils they have compassed me. My iniquities have taken hold upon me. My iniquities. It's not anybody's own. My own iniquities. Listen, some of us, our own iniquities have taken hold of our life. We have no life. There's nothing good. There's nothing better. There's nothing generous. But this year, make sure that iniquity will never hold your life. Make sure that no evil, no sin will hold your life. Make sure that if anything can lay hold of your life, it is the righteousness of the Lord. So that I am not able to look up. He's not able what? to look up. David said, when they are pursuing and they are chasing me, when they are after me, when all things lift and all things go against me, he said, I will lift my eyes onto the rocks. I will lift my eyes onto the mountains. I will lift my eyes onto the heavens. From where comes my deliverance? My deliverance comes from the Lord God Almighty. And if iniquity covered you so that you can't lift your eyes, where else will your help come? Because when the toughest moment comes, it is God you lift up. But he said that because of my iniquity, I can't even lift up my eyes to God. Then he said, they are more than the hairs of my head. Therefore, my heart faileth me. My iniquities are more. Can you count the hair of your head? No. But I said that my iniquities they are more. So that my life faileth me. It means that everything I do, it fails. Because my life is surrounded by my iniquities. 2014. Iniquity will not take hold of your life. Iniquity will not surround your life. The Lord will order your steps. The Lord will organize your steps. The Lord will watch over your steps. The Lord will put your steps at where it's supposed to be. You will walk in the righteousness of God. So that iniquity will never take hold of your life. Do we have 12 months journey to go? We have a journey of time to go. Listen to me. There are better things ahead of us. We don't want anything to interfere. We don't want anything to disrupt. We don't want anything to come in, 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 in between us. You want when you lay your head and you lift it up before God, you want God to see you. You want when you lift up your hands, you want God to see your holy hands. You want when you open your mouth, you want your prayers to go up to the hearing of God. You don't want any moment you are in your quiet moment, your mind is reflecting of the evils that you have done. No way. This year, you want to walk with a good and clear mind. You want to walk with a pure and genuine mind. You want to walk with a clean heart. You want to make sure that when you say, Father, give me, he will give you. You want to say, when I bind you, Satan, Satan will be bound. Iniquity will never take hold of your life. It will never be numerous like the, more than the hair of your head. Hallelujah. This morning, may the Lord order your steps. May the Lord plant your feet. May the Lord organize your walks. May the Lord put your feet at the right time. May the Lord lead you through the path of righteousness. May the Lord help you to stay out of iniquities. Hallelujah. I want you to bow down your head this morning. 
I want you to first take the first iniquity on confessions. It's a fresh day, a fresh opportunity. Everything that is in your life, whether you know it or not, it is the first Sabbath. Just ask the Lord to forgive you. Confess your sins before God. It doesn't matter whatever it is. We have confessed, but we are in a new day. We are in a new year. We are starting afresh. Just confess yourself to God. You say, Lord, forgive me. Lord, forgive me. The sins you know, the sins you have no idea of. You have sins of mission and sins of omission. Sins we voluntarily did. Sins we didn't know that we were committing sin. But this morning, open your mouth and ask the Lord to forgive you. Ask the Lord to forgive you. The Bible said that if we are faithful and just and confess our sins, he is also faithful and just to forgive us all our sins and all our trespasses. Ask him to forgive you. Ask him to forgive you. If there is any evil covenant that you have ever entered, you and somebody has promised marriage, it didn't work. You and somebody has promised yourself you have taken water. Somebody has given you a promise ring. Somebody has given you some covenant. There's some agreement between you and somebody and it has broken. This morning, break it. Separate yourself. You have entered into sex with the wicked, with the unholy, with the unrighteous. And ever since you met that person, your life has never been the same. Things have never worked for your life. Everything has gone backwards ever since you have that sexual intercourse with that person. You saw that your life was going back. You saw that things were failing. You have never been yourself. Break it this morning. Break it this morning. And flush out every common sense that has lived with you. Every sin that has stayed in you. Flush it out of you. You know you are proud. You know you are arrogant. You know you are disrespectful. You know you are a thief. You know. Flush it out. Oh Jesus. Come into my life. Come into my life. Come into my heart. Oh Jesus. Lord Jesus. Come in. Oh Jesus. Come to stay. Come to my heart. Lord Jesus. Into my heart. Ask him to come into your heart this come morning. Come into my heart. Lord, Lord Jesus. Jesus. Yes, come into Come into stay. Come into my heart. Bible said that the night in which our Lord Jesus Christ was crucified he took the bread and he lifted it up and gave thanks to God and he gave it to them that this is my body 
of the new covenant I break for you. A righteous body, a holy body, a sinless body, a body that iniquity cannot dwell in. He said, take it and do it regularly in remembrance of me. When you eat of my body, you share with me the new covenant. Church, take the communion bread.